This is IGN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. With vastly expanded combat options, bigger, more open maps, vastly more abilities to play with, and enough collectible stuff to fill a Karelian fighter, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is in many ways the Batman Arkham City to Fallen Order's Arkham Asylum. And much like the Arkham games did for Batman, nothing else convincingly captures playing as a Force user quite as well as this. Especially considering that there's no reason not to go back and play Fallen Order before starting Survivor if you haven't, I greatly appreciate that the sequel starts you out with most of the powers and upgrades that Cal has already acquired. There's no corny amnesia or other, oh no, my powers are gone, gimmick that makes you relearn how to double jump or use force push, and no Jawa snuck up and stole away the climbing claws that make scaling walls much faster, or the scomp link that lets BD1 hack things. Outside of having to earn back your healing canisters and life and force bar extensions, this is more or less Cal as we left him five years prior. Moving around in the game is definitely satisfying, but lightsabers are, of course, the stars of the war. Survivor kicks up the excellent dueling from Fallen Order by several notches, with five different fighting stances that are all brilliantly animated to create some of the flashiest and fiercest Star Wars melee battles I've ever seen. You don't even have to be all that good at nailing the timing of strikes, parries, and dodges for fights to look spectacular and smooth as you carve a swath through enemies. But if you are, it looks even cooler. And the fact that arms and legs can now sometimes get severed from stormtroopers and other humanoids, not just droids and creatures who get absolutely shredded, makes it feel more gratifyingly powerful than ever during kill animations. It's a story that does the job it needs to do well, get you from one exciting action scene to the next. Early on and quite literally by falling into it by accident, Cal finds himself in a race to locate what's effectively a map to a lost treasure planet. That's very much in keeping with the idea of him as the Nathan Drake of the Star Wars universe and leads to plenty of excuses to visit ancient, well, old and abandoned at least, puzzle chambers where you have to use your wits, the force, and an expanded range of gadgetry to solve them. Importantly for a game like this, it seldom feels like there's a lot of time pressure to rush to the next objective. So, taking a detour on a side quest to investigate missing prospectors in a mine, find out what went wrong in a droid factory, or investigating the many rumors you're presented with by locals doesn't feel like you're neglecting a responsibility to save the galaxy. Despite being a largely enjoyable adventure... My main issue with the story is that nearly every big twist is foreshadowed so heavily that it was only ever a matter of when a reveal would happen, not if. 
The identities of the main villains are secret as of now and shall remain unspoiled here, but they're plenty easy to see coming a light year away. In any case, at least they're written and acted with enough depth that they don't feel like retreads of anyone Cal's faced before, and neither is a two-dimensional Sith Lord who somehow has returned. There's more to them than that, as Survivor successfully prioritizes character over plot for the most part. The cast I enjoyed so much in Fallen Order is back in full force to go through those motions, and this time, Cameron Monaghan's Cal is not so easily outshined by the crew of the Mantis. His motivations are about more than simply fighting the Empire now. It's about whether he can live a life where he's something more than a resistance fighter, let go of his guilt, and find a home that's safe. His path after escaping Order 66 is contrasted against what could have been if he had different priorities and made different choices. That gives him a lot more character growth than he had as a purely traumatized fugitive learning to be a Jedi. His decisions have more weight to them, making him a much more realized protagonist this time around. Getting to fight alongside allies on certain story missions this time around is a treat, especially watching Marin use her Nightcrawler-esque teleportation to blink around the battle and pick off targets. Riding her coattails leads to Jedi Survivor's single most thrilling action sequence. When it comes to the environments, this journey takes us to a handful of never-before-seen planets, some of which are expansive and include a variety of extremely different areas within them. Kobo, for instance, has everything from grasslands to swamp to underground facilities, a massive crashed separatist ship, and even its own version of Cloud City. They're far from the typical Star Wars one-note worlds like Tatooine or the forest moon of Endor that are either 100% desert or completely covered in redwoods, respectively. Throughout it all, Survivor is a gorgeous game with beautifully detailed environments and characters, and perhaps as a result, not one of the best performing. My PS5 playthrough saw some fairly gnarly slowdowns from the expected 30 frames per second in 4K quality mode, especially when fighting around smoke or fog, which made timing by parries and dodges difficult. Disappointingly, even the 1440p performance mode isn't close to holding a locked 60 FPS. I also saw a few crashes and bugs that forced me to quit and reload my save to progress, though this was before the day one patch. EA has naturally promised more patches will come with improvements on all platforms, but if history is any guide, it might take a little while before it's completely ironed out. I certainly appreciate that the Jedi games give you a map unlike other games of this style that I could name that delight in making you figure it out, but it does leave something to be desired when it comes to usability. Maps in Survivor are dense and packed full of stuff to do around the edges of the main story, including bounty hunters and legendary creatures to track down and kill, combat challenges, and more. Some of them are seriously tough, even on the default Jedi difficulty level. I cannot tell you how many times I got one hit killed by that damn Rancor's grab and snack attack. Other than that, it was literally dozens. But I got him in the end. You'll also unlock a full new game plus mode once you beat the story, which is a welcome feature that Fallen Order didn't have until more than six months after launch. On top of all that, there's an intimidating amount of stuff to collect, including plants and fish, which can then be displayed in the cantina in your base town on Kobo. But while there might be some unlocks at the end of those side quests, it doesn't do much to convince you that these are activities you should spend a lot of time on, unless you really like plopping down seeds on rooftop gardens or watching a virtual aquarium. Of course, some rewards are much more enticing to a Star Wars fan. Cal's lightsaber and blaster both have many customizable cosmetic parts that you can mix and match to form your own creation, and even though you can barely make out those details when you're using it in a fight unless you zoom in with the photo mode, 
It's a fantastic, loving bit of Star Wars detail to obsessively mess with whenever you find a new piece. Star Wars Jedi Survivor takes what Fallen Order achieved and wall runs with it, then double jumps and air dashes straight into an epic lightsaber battle. Rather than taking us back to square one to begin Cal's journey as a Padawan again, we're trusted with control of a full-fledged Jedi Knight who we can grow into a master of superhuman mobility and fantastic and challenging combat. With a new set of larger, more diverse, and densely packed worlds to explore and a memorable cast of returning characters, Survivor tells a story that may be predictable but is still fun and at times emotional to watch play out. Launch performance issues aside, it's a sequel that does virtually everything better than the original, which was already an exceptional Star Wars game. If Respawn makes one more like this, it'll complete the best Star Wars trilogy in 30 years. Hands down. Spoken Layer This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.